How many of you get distracted easily? Let's be honest. Some of you have already gotten distracted. You know what I'm talking about. Like there's times when you try to focus, like you're trying to really concentrate, but it's so easy to get distracted. Maybe you're at school, you're trying to focus, but the teacher just kind of is talking, talking, and you're just so distracted. Maybe, maybe you're at home with your parents and you're and you're trying to pay attention to what they're saying, but you're so distracted by what's around you. Or maybe you show up to church and you're trying to listen to me talk and you just get so distracted. We have so many things that are fighting for our attention and we can't focus on everything all at once. See, Jesus alluded to this challenge in Mark chapter 12. You see, in the Old Testament, they, the religious leaders had discovered that there were 613 commands in the Old Testament law. And so the religious leaders, they would get together and they would talk about all of these different commands of God. And they would discuss what's the most important. If we could distill all of these commands down to just a couple commands, what would be most important? And one day, one of those leaders comes to Jesus and he asks him, Jesus, of all the commands, of all 613, what is the most important? And Jesus responds by saying this, the most important one, he answered, is this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. The second is this. Love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than thee. You see, Jesus ultimately gives us one command that has two parts. He say, listen, love God and love people. Instead of thinking about all 613 laws, if I could take it down to just one simple thought, it's love God, love people. Now just imagine for the people who are hearing that, how much easier is it for you to focus on that rather than to try and keep up with all 613 commands at every moment? Instead, what if I just focused on this? Love God, love people with everything that I've got. See, this principle of what Jesus did of taking what was seemingly exceedingly complex and making it more simple is something that I think we need to think about. Today's December 31st, which means tomorrow is a brand new year. And when we get to this season of the year, so often we begin thinking about, okay, what are my New Year's resolutions? What are the things that I want to do this next year? What are the things that need to change in my life? And a lot of people sit down and they make a list of all the things that they want to change in their life. But here's something that I've learned in my life. When we try to accomplish many things, we often accomplish no things. And so today, I wanna give every single one of us a very simple challenge. And the thought I wanna leave with you is our big so what today, and it's this. When it comes to focus, one is greater than many. One is greater than many. I believe that God wants to do something new in your life this year. He does. There are greater things in store. There are ways that he wants to transform you. There are ways that he wants to make an impact in your life. But if we begin the new year and we try to think about scores and hundreds of other things that we're going to do, the likelihood of seeing any change or transformation is very minimal. And if we walk into this year and we don't have any goals, we've not thought about anything, there's also a good chance we're not going to see any transformation in our life. But I believe if we would focus on one thing, that we could see God do something totally new 
and revolutionary in our lives this year. And so the question that I want to leave us with is this, what is one thing God might call me to do this year? Maybe there's some things you need to start doing this year. There's some changes in your life that you need to make. Maybe there's some things in your life that just need to pivot a little bit. The way you're approaching it is the wrong thing. And maybe there's some things in your life that you just need to stop. You just need to cut it out of your life. But rather than making a long list of all these things you're going to try to do and never doing any of them, what if you focused on one thing, one area of your life? Maybe it's an area in your health. Maybe it's a simple area. It's like, you know what? I need to get healthy. I need to change some things that I'm eating. Maybe I need to change the level of exercise in my life. Maybe mentally, I need to be able to grow a little bit more. I need to read a little bit more. Maybe I need to think about how I can grow in that area of my life. Maybe it's an emotional area. Maybe there's something in your life where you, you're constantly coming up against this same emotional challenge and you're like, I need to deal with that. Maybe I need to step into counseling. Maybe I need to have a conversation with somebody about that. I don't know. Maybe it's in an area of addiction. Maybe there's some level of addiction in your life that you just haven't dealt with. And this is the year you're going to lean in and say, God, I'm not going to worry about everything else. I'm going to focus on this one thing. But maybe it's not just one of those types of health areas. Maybe it's an area in your relationships. Maybe it's in a friendship with family. Maybe it's in your marriage. What's one thing that you would say, hey, this is an area I need to lean into this year. This is something God is calling me to see impact in my life this year. Maybe it's an area of finances. Is it possible there's an area where you're just like constantly running against the wind? It never seems like it's working out right. Maybe this is the year you need to sit down and say, I'm going to focus on getting this right. I'm going to focus on submitting my money to Christ, putting him first in every area of my life. Or maybe it's an area that is deeply spiritual. Now, why do I say deeply spiritual? Because everything I just said is spiritual. Like our whole life is spiritual, but maybe there's an area of focused spirituality that you need to see a change. Maybe this is the year that you actually get in the word on a regular basis. You see, I'm not going to talk about it. I'm not just going to show up on Sundays. I'm going to get in the word every day. I'm not focused on this thing. Maybe I'm going to start making more space in my life for prayer to spend time with God. Maybe I need to build some relationships or get into a group here at church where I'm growing in my relationship with God with other believers. I don't know what it is for you this year, but what's one thing this year that God would want to challenge you? What's one thing you could focus on rather than getting distracted by all the other things in your life? What's that one thing you can think about this year? And every one of us can do that. It doesn't matter if you're a kid listening right now or if you're the oldest adult listening, all of us can focus on one thing. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to take out a piece of paper or maybe you need to open up your phone and open a note on it. And here's what I want you to do. I want you to write down one thing. Maybe you need to pray about it. Maybe you need to have a moment with Jesus and say, God, what is that one thing? But when you know what it is, write it down and put it somewhere where you're going to see it. Maybe it's going to be next to your bed. Maybe it's going to be on a mirror. Maybe it's going to be on the dash of your car. Maybe it's just going to be something that you keep with you on your phone to remind you. Whatever that is, this year, let's say, God, what could you do in my life? If I, instead of getting distracted by all the other things, what if I focused on the one thing you're calling me to? I want to pray a blessing over you this year. Father, I thank you so much that you do want to do new things in our life. God, you do have good things in store for us. God, you want to see transformation in our lives. You want us to, to step into the, the fullness of what you have prepared for us. And so often 
We get distracted by secondary things. And I pray this year, Lord, you would help us to focus on the one thing you're calling us to. Help us, Lord, to step into everything you desire for us. We pray that in the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, before we close our time today, we want to take a moment to take communion together. So like I said, I would invite you to take out your solid and your liquid together as we're going to take a moment to participate in communion together. You see, I think this is a really cool moment because on Sundays we, we gather together and most of us are gathering together in a room together. You know, the body of Christ is not reserved for just a location. The body of Christ is us. We are it. And right now, as we're worshiping online, literally Zoe Church is spread out all over this community in different cities and blocks and suburbs and all those things. And it's, I think it's a really cool picture. But we are still unified around one thing. What is it? It's not a location. We're not unified because we all think exactly the same way or we all act exactly the same way or we all feel exactly the same way. We're unified around one thing, Jesus. And the thing that invites us into this body is his sacrifice. See, Jesus gave himself for us. He laid down his life for us. And so we gather together to remember that, to say thank you, Jesus, that in a world that's filled with so much division, a body like ours, that's so unique and has so many different people, we can still find unity in one thing. So on the night Jesus was betrayed, said he took bread and he broke it. He said, this is my body broken for you. Can we eat together? In the same way after dinner, it says that he took the cup. He said, this is the blood of the new covenant. This is the blood that heals. It's the blood that saves. It's the blood that redeems. It's the blood that washes every single one of us white as snow. And we say, thank you, Jesus, for your blood that you poured out for us. Can we drink together? I want to pray together as we once again just remember and say thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you for what you have done for us, giving your very son. We thank you that you love us that deeply. And Lord, I pray this year, as we step into another season of life, God, I pray that we would honor you first and foremost, that we as a church would honor you, that we would be united around what matters. It is Christ. And we thank you for it. Have your way in us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.